I truly believe that elitism is kryptonite to oneness and unity among the elect. And who's the elect? The body of Christ. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Kingdom Over Everything. I am your host and Chief Fireigniter, Shea Bynes. Now, I haven't watched Superman for a while, and maybe you have not either, but you're probably familiar with this, the concept of kryptonite. If not, well, basically, Superman is a superhero, and kryptonite was the substance that weakened Superman from being able to do his heroic feats. It was kryptonite that would weaken if he was exposed to it. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit just spoke this to my heart, that elitism is like kryptonite to oneness or unity in the body of Christ. Now, I have to tell you, I probably more than the average person think about <laughs> and meditate on and even pray about unity in the body of Christ, that we become the answer to Jesus's prayer. I'm going back to it. I'm going to start at John chapter 17, verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. It's so good. But let's talk about this thing around elitism. And then I want to share just a couple, you know, a couple other thoughts. So elitism, what is elitism? I had to go look it up because, you know, when the Holy Spirit drops something on you, you're like, okay, I want to make sure I'm a word nerd. So I want to make sure I look up the word and see what it means. And the word elitism means it's a couple of things, the advocacy or existence of an elite as a dominating element in a system or society, and also the attitude or behavior of a person or group who regard themselves as belonging to an elite. So I said, okay, well, then let me go and look up elite. An elite said a select group that is superior in terms of ability or qualities to the rest of the group or society. So as I was meditating on that, I was like, okay, so I can see how elitism could then be kryptonite to oneness and unity in the body of Christ. Because if, if there's groups or subsets um, within the body of Christ that believe that they are superior in terms of ability or qualities than the rest of the body of Christ, and that could be, you know, knowledge that puffs up that the scripture talks about, or just, you know, having revelation around things or whatever, we could, if we're not careful, allow that to become a stumbling block for our ability to uh, be a bridge, our ability to walk out this prayer that Jesus prayed, okay, around our ability to walk as one. And so I was just kind of thinking about that. And I was also thinking about the conversation I had with my friend Dub, which by the way, fantastic conversation with Dub on the last episode. If you didn't watch it, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. And one of the things that he shared towards the end of our conversation, you know, I kind of shifted our conversation into talking about unity and oneness in the body of Christ. And he had made this point 
which I thought was a good one, which is in John 17, that prayer that Jesus prayed, that he prayed that we may be one just as he and the father, he and him, when he was like, I and you, you and me, right? Me and them, <laughs> them and me, that we may all be perfectly one, right? And he was saying how if we don't, if we don't have more revelation around the the relationship, the relational dynamic of what that looks like, Christ in us, Christ in the Father, the Father in Jesus, like the fullness of the Godhead, that if we don't have greater revelation of that, then perhaps that becomes a, you know, for him, he was saying he believes that's kind of like a prerequisite for the ability to walk in unity. And so I've been pondering on that. And I think that there's 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 something to that. It's just that I also think that the answer isn't only in in more knowledge, understanding, you know, wisdom, all of those things. Those are really, really important. I think we want to also make sure that we focus in on the foundation, which is intimacy with God. If we don't focus on intimacy with God, I was thinking about this knowledge that can puff up the elitism that we could find ourselves falling into and how we avoid that. And I think we really do that, opinion alert, <laughs> but I think that we do that when we have greater intimacy with God, which also roots us even more solidly in identity. And so when we're coming from that healthy place of focusing on intimacy with God, I believe it keeps us sensitive and tenderhearted to not only our journeys, but other people's journeys and helping us to walk this thing out, to receive revelation, to steward knowledge and all of those things. And so that's what I want to submit. I want to submit that seeking knowledge is really key that we grow in our understanding of our revelation of the kingdom and even dominion, as we were talking about in that conversation, it was so, so good. I just love, love, love the conversation we had about dominion in the kingdom of God. That as we're walking that out, that we don't leave out that core, what I believe is the fundamental, I say intimacy with God is everything. And I mean that, that intimacy with God that roots us in identity so that we're coming with that, that healthy lens and can be sensitive and pliable in the hands of the Lord as we're walking this thing out. And so I want to leave you there. You'll understand uh, my conviction around this. I think by me sharing a little bit about my own walk with God and how I went from operating from the place of, I know God, I know, you know, Jesus is my Lord and savior, knowing about him to actually flowing to into, Oh, I'm doing life with him. He is in me, like we are doing this together and I'm not living a life by principles for God. I'm doing life with the presence of God. And that intimacy was a foundation of that. And it was everything. And it was like the Lord invited me in a pretty radical way into that greater level of intimacy with God. So the encounter with God, which led to greater intimacy with God is a story that I want to share with you. Uh, about five years ago, created a, a really short film uh, surrounding this story. And I want to share that with you now. And I pray that it's a blessing to you. And I pray that it imparts just this invitation to go and grow and explore even deeper in your intimacy, your friendship, your growing in him, and that it becomes the basis for your walk with God, your grace for other people's walks with God, and helping us to understand more about the very nature of our King.
So hope you enjoy this. God bless and see you next week. As a mentor and teacher to entrepreneurs, one of the things that I teach is that the success formula for a kingdom-driven entrepreneur is faith plus obedience equals success. It's a willingness to have radical trust in God and a willingness to say yes, Lord, to his instructions, even when they don't make sense to our logical mind. It was September 2012 and I was at a women's conference in Orlando, Florida. It was the last evening of the conference and the pastor was sharing how God gives us eyes to see things the way he sees them and gives us ears to hear his voice. And then she got quiet. She asked everybody to just close their eyes and she was going to pray over us. There's a thousand people in the room. So she's praying over all of us and she's praying that God gives us eyes to see that we hear something from him or that we see something from him. Now, after she prayed, she said, if anybody in here heard something from God, I want you to stand up. Then she asked, if you saw something, if God showed you something, I want you to stand up. Now I'm sitting here with my eyes closed thinking, what am I, chopped liver? I'm not seeing anything. I'm not hearing anything. And at this time in my life, I was so hungry for experiencing more of God. And so, with a little bit of agitation, I'm like, you know, what's up with that, Lord? So she finishes praying and she was sharing her final words. And as she was sharing her closing words, I honestly don't remember what she was saying at the time. But what I do remember is that I fell to the floor and my nose was right on the high heeled shoe of the friend that I came to the conference with. It was a total face plant nose to shoe and I'm trying to get up off the floor and I cannot move a muscle. It was almost like there was an angel sitting on my back to keep me from being able to move. I knew this was God and I was like, God, get me up, get me off off this floor. Why am I on this floor? You know, I'm starting to feel uh, paranoid because I'm thinking these people are gonna think there's a medical emergency. These folks are gonna think something's wrong with me, but I just couldn't move. So finally I said, okay, God, Clearly you want me on this floor and I'm not going to be able to move. So what is it? So as soon as I say that, I experience an open vision for the first time in my life. And I was on the playground and we were playing this game called the trust fall game. You know what that game is. That's when you have someone standing behind you and you close your eyes, you fall back, and you just know you're supposed to trust that that person behind you is gonna catch you. But in this vision, I fell back, but at the last second, I put my arm back to brace myself for a fall. And I heard a voice say to me, that's what you do to me. So I'm stunned, <laughs> feeling rather convicted, not condemned, but lovingly convicted. And I just sat there in silence and I heard a voice say to me, do you know why you do that? And I said, no Lord, why? And he said, because you have absolutely no idea how much I love you. And in that moment, I was able to get up off the floor, 
My girlfriend there at the conference with me is looking at me like, what happened? And I really even couldn't share with her at that moment what happened. I was just a little bit stunned. So we go back into the hotel room that evening, we go to bed, and then the next morning we wake up in the wee hours of the morning. So we're sitting up in the bed and she asked me, Shay, tell me a little bit about what happened last night. And so I shared with her the story and as I'm in the middle of sharing this story with her, a heavy presence, which I now know to be the glory of God, just showed up in the hotel room. It was so heavy that all you could do was get as low as you could possibly get down on the floor to worship. And as we're on the floor and we're worshiping, I have a second vision and it's hands. And the hands are going like this, open and shut, open and shut. And I hear the Lord say to me, this is man. Sometimes his hands are open to you, sometimes they're shut. And you think that this is who I am. And then I saw a second picture, it's two hands like this. He said, but this is me, I am your father, Everything that you need, everything that you want, I have it for you. I love you. So I leave this conference going home from Orlando, back to home, and for the next two weeks, I experience one encounter with God after the other for two weeks, and every single time, he would show me something else and speak to me about something else. He'd always say, you see how much I love you? And that experience completely transformed my life. This journey for me, how there has been countless opportunities to have to have radical faith and certainly to have radical obedience, to do things that made absolutely no sense to me. But what I could always go back to is what the Bible says, where it says there is no fear in love and that his perfect love casts out all fear. And so when you have that foundation, that solid foundation of the Father's love for you, then you're not scared. You don't have to have the fear of stepping out and doing those things that you believe that he's leading you to do. Because you know that ultimately, even if you make a misstep, he's right there. He's right there with his arms wide open. He's right there saying, I'm so proud of you, son. I'm so proud of you, daughter. And he just kind of picks you up off the floor and wipes you off and sends you on your way because he's the best course corrector ever. So there's no fear in love. And so we could stand in that revelation. We can do absolutely amazing things. It hasn't just been a trust fall for me. Quite honestly, it's been a trust fall for my entire family. I mean, when you make a decision that you are going to have radical trust in God and that you are going to be radically obedient uh, in your life, you're signing, the whole family is signing up for that. It can't be a solo pursuit. And so I so thank God uh, for my husband, but also for my girls. My daughters have been a part of this every step of the way and we've been able to be really transparent with them about the things that God's showing us and even when there was uh, challenging times because you know sometimes you go through wilderness seasons as you're following God uh, but even through the challenging times all of us were on one accord because we all knew that we were walking out this adventure with him and so it truly has been a family pursuit. When it comes to doing the work that God's called me to and fulfilling God-given dreams, the foundation and the fuel for me has always been intimacy with God. I've always had my husband's support, but that wasn't enough. 
I've always been passionate about the work that I do and the ability to have an impact in the lives of others, but that wasn't enough either. You wanna know what was enough for me? It was a revelation in my heart of the father's love for me as his daughter. I don't have to perform. I don't have to conquer a mountain for Jesus to validate my worth. It's as simple as just let me be his daughter. I'm free to love and to be loved. And it's as simple as that.